Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Is is this the, the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that, that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you landed here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got you. The man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys in the show, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because he's done on the war feet. Hey there, Marcus Dash here from Chief Concerns. Just want to comment and say Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for football, baseball, boxing, golf, and much more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns. This is our post-game show, our early morning post-game show from last night's Thursday night win over the Broncos. Moving to 16-0, and or the last 16 games, or a 16-game win streak, and then Mahomes is now 12-0 and against uh, the Denver Broncos. Uh, which is just wild to think about. First start was ever against the Broncos, um, but yep, uh, we won that one, nineteen to eight. Kind of a, kind of a, you know, one of those games where it was an ugly win, I guess, because the red zone woes. If you don't have the red zone woes, it would have been a, just, a, just a complete blowout. But it was one of those games, even though it was a close score. I never was in doubt. I don't know how you guys felt about that game. It was just like it was just domination. The defense really made it like just a, a complete domination where you just weren't even thinking about like a, a loss. I mean, even though we weren't finishing drives or whatnot, it just felt like just a, such a, a, a top to bottom, just a complete domination. What did you guys think about the, uh, the win last night? Just how did you feel good throughout the game? Uh, you know, there were times that I think that we stalled out, uh, you know, obviously we, we, you know, some of the questionable calls on third down uh, the short yardage runs, um, you know, it's always something that's been plaguing us all season. Um, uh, other than that, I think the defense played a brilliant game. Uh, they did a tremendous job on the, uh, the wide receivers coming after um, Russell Wilson. Uh, good to see Nick Bolton back. You've seen his presence when he came in, get him a, a, another pick. So uh, some some really good things. Uh, Travis Kelsey, you know, I know it was a question. You know, I was even saying, like, look, you might have to sit this guy down for the game. He ends up catching, what, uh, nine nine catches. 124 yards, and he was just absolutely on fire. Uh, Sky Live Lee talks about Rasheed. Rasheed came in, Mr. Rice. Rice, Rice, baby. That's what it is. So he came in, man, and he he, he showed his thing. Uh, and I think it warns him of being a starter, you know, especially in that rotation of, of the next guy coming up, um, you, you know, in 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 the in the wide receiving core. Uh, but I think overall, Pacheco did a good job running the football. I think every, you know, the, the line did a good job blocking, kind of protecting Patrick. Um, other than that, man, it was a good win. It was a good win for us. Um, I think what sums up my overall, I mean, obviously I'm happy with it. We should have won by a lot more, but I think the one thing, and I wrote this note pretty early in the game after a bad call, a bad offensive play call. And I'm glad Andy Reid uh, called out that he could be doing a better job calling plays um, in the red zone. That was nice to hear that. But <laughs> overall, <laughs> under un, nice understatement. Overall, though, like what I said was like this, this isn't like an Andy Dalton or like average quarterback led offense. Right. And I sometimes get the feeling that Andy calls this as if he's got like he has to make up for deficiencies from our quarterback like you don't have to do that you don't have to do these cutesy plays on fourth and two in the red zone like your run game was working you have the best quarterback in the world you have a great o-line just do call plays accordingly you don't have to make up like when you have an average quarterback you have to do some razzle dazzle and, and, and trickery in order to make up for your you know your average quarterback right like you don't have to do that with Mahomes. just just run a play just 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 I, that's all i 
It's frustrating. Um, yeah, well, that I mean, our first topic I want to really address the red zone, and we have uh, just people here talk, talking about the red zone. Bookster, we were terrible in the red zone, which true. Um, look at the red zone scares, uh, three of five, and this is just this game alone. So two field goals, one touchdown, two stops. Um, obviously, one of the stops was the the field goal, uh, the fake field goal QB sneak with Noah Gray, and then the interception in the red zone. What do you guys? I mean, what are you seeing? JD, Tasia, what are you guys seeing in the red zone? That's like, huh, is it the play calling? Um, is it just a lack of trust? Is it? And also another thing too, it seems like we abandoned the run in the red zone last night as well. Once we got down closer, it was like we won't even run the ball anymore. What do you see as the problem as as far as fixing the red zone woes? Because that was in, in the press conference uh, after the game, they asked Mahomes about it, and Mahomes said like, look, like if we if we convert touchdowns instead of field goals, we're not even talking about this right now. But we have things to figure out. Yeah. And, and the good the good thing for me was hearing him talk. He's he's confident in the offense, but he just says we need to fix some things in the red zone, and that's pretty much it. We score touchdowns, not field goals. We're not even talking about the red zone uh, woes right now. But what do you see as the problem uh, as far as the red zone woes? Uh, so so I see uh, it is a little bit of the play calling, um, the the choice, because uh, I was looking at some of the routes for sure. Uh, you know, I'm always thinking about running the football. Me, I'm always run first when you get down near the goal line. Um, and that's what you should do. And the thing is, because if you try to be aggressive, Pacheco has been, you know, he runs hard. Uh, the guys love pushing up front. Um, it opens up play action for you. Right. And so th- I, I think those things, they have to do a better job uh, choosing some of the plays. Uh, and then now when I was looking at it, I went back and looked at over all the red zone plays, uh, some of the pass routes. Uh, there's some things that Patrick is just missing. I'm just be honest. He, he's he's uh-huh. missing some some passes. <clears throat> looking for Kelsey. He's looking for places, you know, to get right in the red zone, get a touchdown. But sometimes in those those moments, we should just take what the defense is giving him and let guys make plays. Uh, and I don't think he's giving them opportunities to actually make plays. And I think it's just part of the trust. I think it is where he has to trust the guys to try to make plays. Um, and so I think it's a little bit of of, of all those things. It's a, it's a combination right now of all those things happening, why it all looks bad, right? There's no reason to make all those trips down to the red zone and comes up and seeing Harrison Buckner, you know, trot out there. Dick Vermeer would lose his mind. He he would lose his marbles for the simple fact that you had to bring a kicker out there to, you know, kick all the field goals, really. And I think also, too, this is me, I think sometimes um, if if you lack confidence, and I think sometimes what it is fourth and you know whatever one or two, then you got to go for it. Especially the first, you know, the first time we went down, they ain't go for it, right? They, I mean, like, listen, I said when you bring these guys in, you have to be aggressive. Put your foot on their neck as soon as they walk into the stadium, uh, and that sets the tone for the game. It really sets the tone for the game. Uh, a defense has been playing lights out, so I, I don't really, I don't worry about those things, man. I, offense has got to get those things together. <clears throat> Um, so I was deep diving a lot of our red zone possessions and, um, generally here are some things that just stuck out to me, uh, statistically. Um, so we're, uh, 54 percentage in the red zone for TDs, uh, which is good for 17th in the league. Uh, we were 71% last year, just to give you a little, a little comp. Yeah. Um, uh, we were second last year to Dallas, which is funny because Dak and Mahomes are also ranked near each other in this next stat, which is Mahomes is 51% in the red zone which is good enough for 23rd overall um, yards per attempt or 15th overall. Pacheco's getting 89% of the carries. He's 17 for 51, which is three yards a carry, which is under his just regular yards per carry. So that's our run game's got to pick it up a little bit and get him more yards. Maybe that's why we're trying to get our passing game going. The biggest thing that caught me with the running backs are McKinnon only has one carry in the red zone. He's got two catches in the red zone, both for touchdowns. So McKinnon, I think, has got to get more usage. He's getting – him and um, Pacheco are almost splitting uh, red zone um, downs, but he just needs to get more usage. He needs to get the ball in his hands more. Um, Rice is obviously our best yak receiver. He's also our leading red zone receiver, right? So uh, he has the most red zone targets of our receivers. He's also tied with Kelsey for red zone catches. Uh, he's got more red zone yards than Kelsey and has two TDs to Kelsey's three. The other receivers haven't really done much. Um, and that's come with a huge snap count. So MVS Sky and Justin Watson 
lead our receivers by a pretty decent margin in red zone snaps. Uh, I just, I think that has to change. Like, I, I think that has to be overhauled. If Ross is going to be more involved in general, I think he needs to start in the red zone. So yeah. play to his strengths. He's a big body. You can get up there, the high catch point. He's got one target in the red zone. When you're having such red zone problems as we are, try different things, right? Um, and this is kind of why I'm not all in on the whole we're broken and we need to invest and trade for a number one receiver. I like to look internally to fix our problems before you go externally for those, right? So uh, we're seventh in total total yards and 17th in red zone. So get Kelsey, Rice, Ross, Tony, McKinnon the ball to get most of our targets and then everyone else. And then let's see what happens. If that's still, if we're still having problems after changing things internally, then yeah, go ahead and, and, and see what you can do on the open market. Let me say something on that. So what have, what, what do you need to do? I think is very effective is running a lot of more crossing plays, a lot more pick plays is very effective. We do a great job of doing that. I think we got kind of get away from those things, bringing guys in motion uh, and then kind of setting guys up and spacing. Another thing in the run game we could do is do a lot of counter, uh, a lot of like, uh, you know, kick out blocks. And we're not doing that, putting somebody in the in in the backfield, maybe a guy in motion actually lead up in, in you know, as the lead lead blocker. Um, and we just got to be a much better job at that. And, and what you do is you usually put that on the tight ends to do those things. And so we got to trust our tight ends. Those guys go out there and block as well. So it's, it's, a, it's the little things. I heard Patrick say that last night. It's the little things. And I think down in the red zone, you have to be very detailed, especially trying to get the ball um, in the red zone. Okay, and, or at least you know in the in the end zone in the end zone. So I, I think those things you definitely have to do. Uh, the raw situation, uh, it's one thing to bring him in and package, but I think you have to get him. You got to get him out there in the, in the field first before you just bring him in like as a gimmick play, because then teams will start keying on him. Like, look, they bring this guy in specifically to throw him the football, right? And nobody, you know, defensive coordinators are not stupid. They just know if they got a guy out there, but he's trying to warm up because now all of a sudden you hadn't played and all of a sudden you get down to the red zone. We're trying to throw the ball to you. I mean, I just, I don't, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like that uh, at all. Like I said, you got to get him going early if that's going to be the case. Um, so I do, I, I agree with you because we have to explore some of these younger guys, maybe getting in there. Uh, but I, when I went down and I'm, uh, and I'm telling you, when I looked at some of the routes that they were running down in the red zone, um, I don't think it's where guys not getting open. I think some of the calls, which you look at, is just kind of suspect for me. You know, because yeah. there's, there's a lot of like, you know, we we there's a lot of basic routes. There's a lot of like shallow routes. Uh, and there's a lot of like just on the sideline routes that you could kind of throw and hope guys make plays. But you got to give them a chance. And I think that's what I was talking about earlier. Like PM15 has to give these guys a chance. Um, the one that he threw the interception. Uh, Sky Moore runs an arrow route. He could throw it right there to Sky Moore. He could turn up and try to get the first down. He could have done that. He actually had Travis Kelsey run toward the middle, which actually made two safeties come toward him, and the basic was open behind him, you know, and that was a window. But Pat missed that too. So I think, man, like I said before, there's a lot of different things, the little things, the details that they got to just help out. And I think a lot of that goes into the coaching. It goes into the players. It's got to go indefinitely into the OC with the play call. I also read that on that sack that Mahomes took late in the game. I read that um, Rice was open on that play. Man, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't see. I just, I just read that. As I, I, I want to go back and look at it, but I don't, I don't doubt it. But uh, see, I, you know what I'm, what I'm hating, and and I think we all starting to sing along with this whole narrative that the wide receivers are not getting open. Oh, they're not open. They're not open. And because Kelsey gets uh, the lion's share of the, of the of the catches and, you know, he's out there running some of his, his own routes, right? He's getting open and he's doing a great job of it. We're, we're almost trying to get the young receivers to be where Kelsey is, okay? And Kelsey and, and Patrick played together for a long time. They know each other. And so we're trying to get them up to speed of just understanding those things, right? I mean, it's it's – that's the complex of it. So we're talking about somebody who has a PhD in football, the guys who are just now getting, you know, into the university, try to understand things. Right. So uh, somebody actually said over here, and I, and I agree with it, 
uh, I think I addressed this last night too. Uh, and it says B Fab 92. Do you think Travis choosing to do some of the uh, option routes is not helping the offense develop? Uh, I said that last night. I said that sometimes what ends up happening is you'll see three guys in the same area, and that should never happen on a football field, especially offensively, you know, because you clutter that area up, right? It makes a, a very hard uh, throw for the quarterback to give him like a, a really clear window exactly who he's throwing the ball to. Uh, and I know sometimes some of the guys that are clearing things out, you know, you kind of run like a triangle offense where you are clearing out everything underneath. Travis is roaming the middle, which he does a great job with. And I think they, they kind of set it up that way. Uh, but I think we, we start every start to start piling on that the narrative that these guys may not be open. And it's just when I go back and I start looking at some things, some of that's just not true. Some of the things Patrick is just missing these guys on the plays. He's, he's just missing it. Uh, and what you could do is you could be so dependent upon Kelsey, right? And I think that's where Patrick is. He's so dependent upon him. They play so much, so well together that he, he doesn't really give the other guys a shot. His other receiver now, Rasheed Rice, because Rasheed is eating, he's trusting him and throwing the football. And I think it's better on the inside and the big place because Patrick gets a little bit of, uh, I don't want to say greedy. Uh, he just wants more, Right. He loves the big plays. Everybody loves seeing the big plays. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and that's 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 pretty powerful, of course, for any quarterback. Uh, he's he's no, nobody different. I just think the uh, the little drop offs, five yards and stuff, doesn't look sexy enough. At least he's not throwing picks in the red zone. Uh, well, he, yes, he did last night, but yeah, he did last night. What are you talking about? No, no, just overall for the season. I mean, right, right. Oh. you're right. You're right. Yes. Yeah. Right. So he's like, what is he like? Uh, nine and ten, ten and one ratio, I think. Yeah. In the red zone, something like that. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to say, JD. So, like, I know, I know you said like not giving Justin Ross any reps, and all of a sudden you bring him in in the red zone. Even if it is like something that it's gonna defensive coordinators are still gonna focus on him. Like, oh man, you got a jump ball threat in there. Whereas right now we have a guy like MVS who's not even getting he's getting one target or Sky Moore who's in there is gonna get a target. Even utilizing Justin Ross, even if we're not throwing the ball to him in the red zone, isn't that kind of bring out some something though? It's 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 better than you know having guys you're not even throwing to at least you have a guy who's who's more of a threat a jump ball threat even if we're not even throwing to him. Like kind of acting as a decoy. Yeah. Yeah. You 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 can do that, right? But he's still I mean, defense is still like this guy still needs to show what he can do, right? He's just yeah. a, another guy to him uh, because he hadn't. He's got a small sample size of those things. And I almost got to go back to what Tajer said: is hey, you trust the guys with what's been working, right? The running game. Why not trust that? Okay. Why not make sure we hand the ball off to Pacheco or McKinnon? Okay. We it, McKinnon got the ball last night. He just start looking silky smooth, and everybody's like, ah, there it is. <laughs> Ah, that's what we've been waiting for. There's the McKenna that we know, right? Yeah. Why not? We how come we're not getting him involved? And so, uh, I think that warrants the conversation. I really do. Um, and, and I think because of you know the Chiefs and the standard that we have, um, if we're not scoring touchdowns and it looks bad, we we need to do more. It's just that's the bottom line. We need to do more. And I think it, it starts up front trusting running the football in the red zone to get the yards. I think we, we do a good, good job running, you know, running the ball. And sometimes we just need to just pound it in. I think sometimes just need some hard nose running. I would like, you know what? I would love for us to just do four downs and just running the football. Like the whole time. Don't, don't even, you know, you can play action or whatever you want to do, but I just want to just bare bones, uh, get in the four, four, four point stance, come out and hit people in the mouth. Okay. Yeah. If KT gave on that one play, re- re- kept it, we would have had a first down. Pacheco would have had <laughs> would have had a rep the gut. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that like that that play hit put in KT's hand for what? There were a couple of times on second down where I was expecting pass, and I think the defense was too. We ran. I was like, whoa! I was not expecting a run there. Okay, so it caught me off guard. I'm like, okay, good. We're not the most like obvious offense in the world as far as like our play calling that that's good when we choose to run and pass mm-hmm. but why can't ross be like our jody fortson i mean everyone knew the ball was probably going to go if fortson was in there on like a, a red zone play 
they they pretty much knew what was going to come, right? Like, but he's so big and you know talented in the red zone that sometimes you can make up for it. That's that's why I, the only reason I said the whole Ross thing earlier. Well, we but we used to play uh, Fortson in the field too. That's the thing about it. Yeah, at least a little bit, right? Yeah, right. So yeah. you, I mean, you got to give a guy a look. You have to. You got to get him warmed up, catch the football, run some routes. You know, warm his legs up. I think it's just uh, it's important to do those things. Uh, Triple Trey says, let's not put this on Patrick. We're not putting it on Pat. Everybody's got blame to go around, okay? And Patrick is not above criticism. He's not. Matter of fact, Patrick himself says, I need to play better. And he means it. He understands that, you know? So we, we can't just be so beholden to, to Patrick when he's telling you he needs to get better on those things. And so, you know, as, as somebody who's played in the NFL, we understand that the share, this is a team game. We understand that if Patrick knows he's not playing his best, he knows he needs need to do a better job, getting the wide receivers open, maybe throwing to him, then he needs to do that, okay? And this is his own words. This is what he's saying. And so uh, that's very important. It's very important that we understand that, that inside that room, they have a whole different type of standard on playing. And Patrick being the best quarterback in the NFL, he understands that he's the one that's leading the charge. He's the one that facilitates the passes uh, in, in this offense, and that's how it works. Everything works through him. So if those guys are not being productive, part of that goes into his 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 wheelhouse, what he needs to do. Um, so he understands that him and him and Travis are on the, on the same page with a lot of things. He knows what, they, what they're going to do before he does it. He's got to get the young guys doing the same thing. So we need to understand that. Um, so talking about, um, we're gonna give we're gonna give some flowers here. Obviously, we're talking red zone woes. But we're gonna give some flowers to um, Rasheed Rice. Um, we've been talking for a while about what receiver is going to step up um, and at what point is Travis going to start or is Pat going to start to trust a receiver? Yeah. And, you know, we talk about MVS. MVS hasn't exceeded two catches at all this season uh, when cashless last night, um, last four games, he has three catches. Uh, KT three catches for nine yards last night at a touchdown. Uh, Sky Moore two for 22 has had uh, two catches or less um, in four of the six games this year. And we're starting to see a guy in, in Rasheed Rice, a rookie receiver, step up. Uh, four for 72 last night, uh, uh, caught all four targets, no drops. So that, that that drop problem, two games in a row, no drops. We're starting to see that go away, um, as we said, you know, a, a rookie getting acclimated to the game speed of the NFL. But what do you have to say about Rasheed Rice? It's in, in, at the end of the game, that third down, who did Pat find in the middle of the field? He found Rasheed Rice, that, that crucial third down. So what are you making of – Rasheed Rice, what have you seen from week one, J.D., to week six uh, from Rasheed Rice? Uh, have you, how have you, have you seen his game grow already so far this season? I have, and I think a lot of it is just the development. A lot of it is just the chemistry that you have. You know, he's a bigger he's a bigger guy. Uh, he's a pretty strong guy. Uh, when you see him run, you can see the power in his legs. Uh, he's just running past guys. And, and last night, he was. I was like, wow, this dude right here, is is, is he's really something. He really is, man. And I like his hands. He's got strong hands. I know we talk about his drops. But look, man, at this point, I, I don't care if he's a rookie. I started when I was a rookie. If a guy can get these things done, put him in. And he's getting these things done. He's, he, you know, and some of it's just simple slant routes. That's what it is. Simple slant routes. But you got to get through his body to try to make the play. And he's got a big, big enough frame that he got a long, he's, Pat's got a big, he's, he's got a big, you know, thing to throw to. So I, I love his development from where he's been to where he is now. There's no doubt that Rasheed Rice should be starting with our offense and getting more play calls, you know. And, and it helps out, it helps Travis because he has another guy in the middle who's, who's making some plays inside there. And so when you have big bodies inside, that's an easy target for the quarterback to throw the ball to. But he, he's doing he's doing a tremendous job, man. I trust Rasheed Rice. I don't know a lot of people don't like rookies i love rookies if you can ball hey that's all it's, that's, that's what it's about okay and he's been out here balling rasheed rice has been doing it um man keep bringing this guy in to make plays period tangent rasheed rice it was your guy a pre-draft you were a big fan of his i keep saying i keep mentioning it hey, um so do i <laughs> what, what do you uh what have you liked so far um and obviously you, there's a reason why you want you want us to draft him yeah uh, first, like I love that he held onto the ball on that uh, in that red zone when the guy was uh, the defense was defender was. I thought he was gonna. I was like, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. 
He was not looking for that at all. I was going, no, he held up, dude, strong arms. Um, I mean, is he the most, most polished? No. Is he the fastest? No. Is he the best hands? No. But with a guy like Kelsey on the field and the way defenses are playing, Patrick, Mahomes needs like this kind of receiver to excel. Um, I, I just think Rice is perfect for what we need right now. He's got a 82% success rate against zone coverage. He's explosive. Um, the third and long and the fourth on that screen, he almost got that. Yeah. He exploded off that thing. I was like, whoa. I, I was like, he's not going to wait for his blocks, and he was like gone. I was like, whoa, wait wait a second here. Um, it's his yak, man. He's, he's averaging 5.5 after the catch, which is 10th best uh, amongst qualifiers. Um, it's like having a young, healthy Watkins on, on offense. Um, his EPA per play was higher than Kelsey's last night. Um, I mean, the one thing I like to see, which is not really his fault, maybe line up a little more off uh, um, outside, take routes a little deeper. That way him and Kelsey aren't always in like the middle of the field together. I like to maximize both of them at the same time, have him a little deeper, have Kelsey you know, dominating the middle on the shorter routes. Um, but he looks good for only a sixth game, right? Because you have to remember, he's not even a full-time player. Routes ran 31% through the first five weeks. Um, and he was up to 52 last night because I think Justin Watson got injured. So we had to play him more when we were not, not used to. Right. Yeah. Um, he just looks like a guy who knows his routes are numbered and wants to make something out of nothing every time he touches the ball. And it's obvious. Uh, but I, th- I think they give him good routes. I think they give him, mm-hmm. <laughs> to me, they're setting him up for like good routes to get open, like slant routes, right? Packs balls out his hand fast, let a big body it up. And then just let him explode. Let him use that athletic ability. Like you said, and one on that screen, I was sitting there and I was thinking, this 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 guy's a real deal. Because if you have a smaller receiver, you know, he's getting thrown all over the place and he's got to try to move. And <laughs> she Rice is like, I'm hammering forward, right? If you get in my way, I'm gonna try to run over you. And I think it's those are the type of guys that we need. I, and I love the, the the Watkins comparison. I do. because uh, I do believe that's true. You know, we don't know he'd be Sammy, you know, the first round of Sammy I was and get to that point. And hopefully he'll get to that to that point. But I think he's developing until that guy, I tell you, and Marcus. I really do, man. I really do. So you're right, man. Patrick need a guy like this. And, and I was going to say, Rice is a good example of what you were saying about Ross earlier, right? Like you can't just throw Rice only out there for red zone. Otherwise, people are going to be like, okay, well, we know Rice is going to sit in the middle of the field and wait for a ball and try to get in the end zone. You get him involved everywhere, and then in the red zone, he's even more of a commodity. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, for, for the people who are, like, you know, waiting for the Ross uh, thing to happen, after the game when they talked to Pat about his weapons, because they asked about Rasheed Rice, they, they, I think they specifically asked about Rice. So, yeah, we got a lot of younger guys. We're still working them in. Justin Ross, Sky Moore. He said Justin Ross first of all the other of all the young guys are trying to work in. So it's a, it's clear there is a plan there. I don't know. I don't know how it's working. I mean, I I don't think he got many snaps last night. It was definitely below ten snaps last night. Ross did, but Justin Watson's injury. He's got an elbow injury. It's not a serious one, but that he could be out for uh, at least next week. We might see more uh, Justin Ross reps and reps for um, Rasheed Rice as well. So. The young guys are coming. There is a plan in place for these young guys to get more and more and more. So, oh, yeah. oh, Wally Pip, you ever heard the Wally Pip story? What's the Wally Pip story? Oh man, it's no baseball story. Wally Pip, I guess, ended up getting hurt. I think uh, the guy that took over for him was uh, uh, the first baseman. I'm not sure. Joe DiMaggio. Probably, I think it was Joe DiMaggio that took over. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't hear about Wally Pip because he never came back to start. Ah. Uh. <laughs> there you go. That very, could very well happen. It could very well happen, man. But I, I think it, this, you know, getting Justin Ross in, he he would definitely benefit with uh, Watson being out. Um, yeah, why not? Why not? And, and I know Patrick's heard all of that. He's heard all the things Justin Ross. People's probably writing him letters, probably leaving it on his on his doorstep. Uh, probably got to sign up, play Ross. You know, Rice and Ross, all those different things, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the guys hear the noise; they know what's going on. Uh, and, and I know Pat want to get him out there. I know he does. Uh, and so everybody wants to see him. So let's go ahead and give him what they want, right? The whole Rudy thing. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. <laughs> <Ross, Ross. laughs> so. yeah, he had 10 snaps last night. 10 snaps, yeah. 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 It wasn't a lot. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, the the, the targets and the catches got to go somewhere. I mean, if we're talking five catches between KT, Sky, and MVS last night, I mean, and 14 with uh, with Rice and Kelsey, I mean, it's got to go somewhere. And Ross could be definitely a guy to step in if uh, Watson's out for an extended period of time. And then maybe you'll see after that, maybe you just see Ross consistently in the lineup. Um, it's Kansas City Chiefs football season, and it's time to look the part. Chiefs Concerns is partnering with SpokenForce.com to get you suited up for the season. Use the discount code CC10 to get you right for the remainder of the season. They have high-quality t-shirts like this Travis Kelsey t-shirt with both of his nicknames on there. You got Zeus and AKA Big Yeti, of course, made famous from their New Heights podcast. And of course, all you Swifties out there, you need to get in and get this Travis Kelsey t-shirt right now. They also have that Who t-shirt with Patrick Mahomes flaunting his two rings, and they have a bunch more coming out this football season. So be on the lookout for more merch from SpokenForest.com. And again, discount code CC10. But uh, let's just go to the, obviously, the. it's weird because, you know, I think at some point we're going to have to realize that this might be the kind of Chiefs team we see this year, a team where the defense is our, our main thing and our offense just kind of, you know, kind of manages a win, you know, I think I named the episode surviving, not thriving, where we're kind of surviving a win, not really thriving offensively um, in our defense, man. Uh, we, I think we talked about turnover differential as a problem last year. And then uh, already kind of this year, only having one pick going into last night, two interceptions last night, first uh, multi-interception game since uh, December 11th uh, last year against the Broncos, Russell Wilson threw a pick and uh, Brett Rippon threw a pick in that game. Um, Chris Jones, phenomenal. Nick Bolton looked amazing back last night. And then the best thing is this, this was the last game we were going to have without Charles Menahu. next week, Charles Menahu comes into the lineup and just adds you know, this defensive line. Yes, what, what were you guys' takeaways from the defense last night? What's just standing out to you from, from this defense? Correction on the Wally Pip story is Lou Gehrig. That's the, that's what I was looking for. That's oh, okay. I'm Gary. Okay. <laughs> All right. Takeaway from the defense. Um, like everything you said, I think uh, you know, Bolton coming back, you, you can you can tell how he directs everybody. I mean, I was just watching and everybody's listening to him. It's just like, you know, I seen Chris all turn back, like, okay, okay. He's setting them up, you know, where they need to be as far as like you know, in the lanes and in the gaps. Uh, and that's what you're looking for in, in, in your leader. Um, and so his 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 presence was big last night. You could tell he was just so excited to get out there and go play, man. He did a tremendous job uh, getting the interception, just kind of reading the eyes, um, being, I mean, filling up the holes. He missed the one, I guess, uh, off of uh, uh, Jamal kind of kind of ran through him a little bit on the side. That's all right. He only caught the side of him. But his presence was incredible. Uh, the defensive line was uh, tremendous. Chris, same thing. Man, they just couldn't block him. They, I mean, you're talking about penalties? They probably held it. The guards and held him every single play, just about. And I'm telling you, almost every single play. And it was like blatant. Like, how do you not call that? Like, he, he's got him wrapped around his leg. Where if you're not seeing this, and Chris is just fighting through it. He's just fighting through it. He's just like he's having fun. He's back there. The quarterback lays him down. It's crazy. Uh, not to mention uh, what the DBs did. And, and Reed come up there making some plays, man. He played a, a heck of a game last night. He was laying some wood, man, on some guys. Uh, and he was he was making – putting guys on notice. Uh, McDuffie doing a, a tremendous job. I, I love a young secondary, right? I, I just love what they do. And Spags trusts them to run man. Okay, you got your, your best guys in Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Go ahead and D them up. Get right in their tail, make sure they don't do nothing and catch anything. And they did that all night. All night, even the contested one that Cortland Mott made in the you know in the in the in the red zone. It's a great catch by him. It's a great catch by him. But guys are challenging. That's what I love about it. Guys are challenging. So the the, the defense looked exceptional, absolutely exceptional. Uh, they keep playing ball like that. Patrick said the defense is carrying us right now. He, you know he's he's not exaggerating whatsoever. The defense is right now balling out of control. And I love every minute of it. Taz, your thoughts? Uh, so I grew up in the um, – I started watching the Chiefs in the early 90s where uh, defense led our team. Uh, it was the old Marty Ball, um, Derek Thomas years. And then, and then offense came with Vermeil, obviously, J.D. 
Uh, and then a lot of mixed years, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of da- mostly downs, actually. Yeah. Um, but for the longest time, even when even when we look good, even when our defense was starting to be a great well, I was like, okay, look, 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 we're having defense. I was always in a game watching and thinking, oh, man, is this the drive our defense is going to be exposed to show everyone that we're not as good as what our stats indicate? I, I thought that for so long. I just never thought we were as good, even when we were playing really well. Um, I have a completely different mindset about this defense. Like when I, I love watching. I actually enjoy when the defense goes out there. Um, they're fast. They're aggressive. They're disciplined. They're so young too. That's why I, I just keep saying that. I was talking to my buddy yesterday. Going, the beauty is, I think it's either the youngest or second youngest defense in the league, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Our linebackers attack. We get pressure up front. Our DBs are all over receivers. And receivers make plays. They're good plays. I'm like, that's a good catch. I'm not, I can't yeah. even complain about that. Like, you did all you can. Like, it's not it's not the old days where a guy was just running free for, like, a 60-yarder. And I'm like, <laughs> the closest DB is, like, 20 yards away. I'm like, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, that's done. We're, we're fifth in yards given up. We're second in points given up. And, yeah, the Broncos are not a very good team, but don't get lost in that. Going into that game, they're averaging 24 points a game. I think one below us. They were 10th overall going into that game. So, yeah, we held the 10th best scoring team. We shut them down and held them to eight points. So, just a really, really impressive game. Um, and, yeah, pay pay Chris Jones. It's just a side note. <laughs> you know, right. And, look, man, and, and put it into perspective. Okay, we got one loss against the Detroit Lions. We had two of our best players out of the game. Chris Jones yeah. being one of them. Right, and Travis Kelsey being the other. Look, we're 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 without a doubt undefeated. We have those two guys in the game. Bottom line, we are. Yeah. And so we're getting Charles Minner who back. I mean, come on, man. But that's the thing I think we we needed more of just that pass rush besides Chris and Kalaf is giving some pressure. We need another guy. And Charles is gonna man, when I'm telling you, I'm so excited to see what he can do when he get out there. I mean, because what he what he showed this preseason, because you know that's that's all you will be able to get. I mean, he's he's pushing. He can play down and in, in, in D tackle out there on the on the edge. He can do it all. And so I I can just see him and Chris just moving around, just torturing the old lines. I, I really do, and I see that. And that, and it goes also to the point we were talking about this young defense last year. And I, Marcus, I was saying it the whole time. Like, look, be patient with these these young guys. These guys are going to develop. They're going to be the best. You know, young safe corners in the league secondary. I'm telling you, and I was just like, I, I don't, I, I, I always thought we was going to be a top 10 defense with the guys that we had in and how they was developing last year. And I, and, and we see it. It's coming to fruition. It really is. Those guys are gelling together, man. They having fun out there just playing and Spags is just letting them go. That's what I love about it. Spags is just letting them go. Sometimes as, as a defense coordinator, you're trying to figure things out where they need to get a guy to get creative. It's almost like how the chiefs try to do offensively. You had to do defensively, but Spags is like, no, he's having fun. He's writing these things up, and so it's almost like Spags is is what Andy was last year. You know, put some some plays together, right? It's like, oh, I got this one right now. Put this, uh, you know, put these come after the quarterback and uh, the, uh, the receivers and the running backs. So I, I do love that aspect of it. Um, but yeah, man, Charles comes back, man. I I, I think, man, it's gonna be a whole whole different part problem for people. What I love about it, JD, is we were talking last year, and I think since we started the the show, is like having just a whole plethora of edge rushers. And you always say you can never have it's like it's like the NBA, you can never have enough three point shooters, you can never have enough edge rushers. Yeah. Um, and we're at a point now where like King Felix, George Karloftis, Chris Jones, Mike Dana, Malik Herring stepping up and making plays last night. Sure. He yeah. looked he looked great last night in in, in uh, his snaps that he had. And we talked about with Spags going back to his Giants days, that NASCAR defense. He had nonstop edge rushers in the game, fresh guys just to, just to attack and, and, and go after the passer. And we have that finally, and they're all young guys. Um, and I, I'm just I'm, I'm excited about what what this defense because I, I think the sky's the limit for this defense once once a man who uh, comes back. And quite frankly, even if we didn't even have a man who this defense as is right now, I mean, you guys read the numbers off. I mean, that's without a man who. Put a man who in a guy who can play inside, outside, DT or DN. This is, I mean, I'm really excited to see how this defense looks against a good offense we're going to be playing against next week. Uh, so I'm really excited to see how these guys bring pressure against Justin Herbert next week. It, it'd be good for King Felix, too, to see. 
I think I think it'll help you know step his game up. Everybody. I mean, that's the thing about it because he just makes everybody else better. He will make everybody else around him better. The D line will be that much better. So. Um, McDuff, uh, we didn't really mention uh, McDuffie at all. Um, he's just that guy, something else, man. <laughs> I mean, his his ability to force fumbles and just like just to be an amazing like uh, open field tackler. I mean, unreal. Yeah, he's not going to get you interceptions. But that guy can tackle, and that guy knows how to get the football. Yeah, he'll get you some interceptions too. It, it, they'll come, but but just being so. Uh... So physical with guys, right? Like you say, just being a position. It's just almost like his textbook in his play. It really is. And that's what you want. You want a sound corner, a very sound corner who doesn't make a lot of mistakes, doesn't take a lot of chances, uh, but he challenging the wide receiver every step of the way. Uh, and it's almost good that you don't even mention him because that's, that's the reason. Because he he's just playing great ball. Yeah. You know, it's just like, shoot, we don't want to mention you because you are playing good ball. We got to give, like you said, we got to give you flowers because it has been lights out ball. Uh, he is, he's man, he's playing exceptional. He really is uh, one of the top corners in the league. I know they made a list. I seen the list, and they had some guys. I'm like, yeah, McDuffie, y'all not seeing what he's doing out here. Y'all just, y'all not watching him, right? Because it's not sexy to watch DBs from the Chiefs, but now you have a reason to come look at these guys. You had to come and see what they're doing. I'm telling you. I, I feel like that's the progression of really good cornerbacks too. Like they come on the scene, you don't hear from them for a little while. And then people realize why you haven't heard from them. It's because either no one's throwing their way or they're not allowing any receptions. And then it's like, Oh, then it, then the, everyone goes nuts over them. Cause it's like, Oh my gosh, he's a shut down corner. Then it goes from no one talks about him to like, everyone's actively avoiding him. Yeah. Um, I also thought it was impressive. Uh, by the way, uh, Herring outsnapped Felix by uh, by 15, which is interesting, which I love, too, because it's like you're not going to earn playing time just because you were a first-round pick. That doesn't mean anything to us. Like, you 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 play. You play, you play, and you play more. That's it. Like, if you play well, you keep doing it. Um, I also wanted to uh, shout out to Sneed, too, because it's like I hardly played 100% of snaps, and I hardly saw him. So it's like <laughs> when you're doing that as a cornerback, the less we hear from you, unless you're catching a pick, the better. So – uh, Sneed, you know, missed most of camp, missed most of preseason. Guys played 100% of snaps in five out of six games, man. I mean, Crazy. In, in, incredible, incredible. Yeah, uh, Mike Dana and Sneed are going to get paid a lot this offseason. I don't know if it's going to be in Kansas City. I hope I hope it is. But they've, they've really earned the bag this coming offseason. We got we, we got to look up and see what the uh, franchise number is for uh, cornerbacks. <laughs> yeah, who <laughs> that yeah. number is? <laughs> and then uh, I saw her Chris Jones give uh, Chanel um, props too uh, for the way he played as well, because um, he he pretty much split snaps with Tranquil yesterday, nineteen and uh, eighteen snaps each. Man, that back the, the backside play when he ran through and made it in the backfield that that. To me, I was like, that's high level right there, IQ football. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I used to see, like, you know, uh, Donnie do. That's the place Donnie used to make. And, you know, you could see it and, and shop, the barbershop, and do those things where you just run through the hole and he's right there. And it's just like, man, how did guy make that play? And it is. It's recognizing. It's the it's the intelligence of the play and going. And just, you know, now, now you're just reacting. Now you're just going. You're just playing naturally. Just go. And he's he's another guy that's developed. Uh, he's looking really, really good. He's looking really, really good. Yeah, I think I, tw- I tweeted from our account last night. Leo, <laughs> give him an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> that's high praise of Donnie Edwards and Sean Barber. That's high, that's high praise for Leo. Yeah, I tell you, man. Yeah, I gotta um, say though. Sorry, go ahead, Judy. No, go ahead. I, I was just like, I, I don't want you know. So you know, and you know me. I'm one of those. I don't like using names with guys, but I'm just saying he showed a little flash of it. That, that's the recognition. Donnie Edwards and those guys would make, you know, so that's high praise. Donnie Edwards was awesome. Praise. So that's extremely high praise. Yes. Um, I and was just stud, and a stud too. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> that goes without saying. We're we're uh huh, you know we're 42 minutes in and we have not given Butker his due by the way. So I just want to make sure we get that out. Uh, Butker deserves a ton of credit last night. Yeah. Got the golf clap. There it is. Man, <laughs> man, man. Wonderful. Who would have thought a 60-plus yarder right before halftime would make such a big difference? 
Yeah. Yeah. Clutch, man. Look good. Look good. You know, yeah. kind of on the side, man. I, you know, I always protected the kickers. I was always at the guy on the end to make sure that the fast guys weren't getting in on him. Uh, and so I was always the last one, you know, kind of headbutting the, the kicker for making it. Uh, but bravo to, to Buckner last night. Sometimes it's good to see your kicker come in and just be perfect, right? Oh, did, did they show analytics on that kick? How far could it have gone? Because, dude, that was that cleared a lot. Yeah, I, I, I didn't see that. Uh, cleared, uh, that might have gone to your seventy, man. That was like he hit he hit the net by a, a, a wide margin on that one. So he he booted yeah. that one. You can see right when he right when he got off his foot, it was like boom. I was like, oh my god, where was that going? Townsend had a good game too, except for that last. I think the last punt, he kind of shorted that a little bit. But the other ones, I think he like he was hitting them all at the five every time. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's he's been he's been one of the MVPs that this year. Townsend has. JD's been talking about hyping uh, up Townsend all year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Townsend come back with long hair, looked like he got a cigarette in his mouth. Yeah, flick it right before he punts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> flick it and then lick lick his hands to catch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put it off, put it, put it out in his helmet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Well, that's it for us, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Chief Concerns, our post-game reaction show on this early Friday, the 13th uh, morning. Um, JD, now we'll oh. be coming back. What's what's that? Hey, well, we, we want to address one more thing, right? Just real quick. We, we talked about this for three minutes. Okay. What is it? Trade, right? We was talking about trades. Okay. Uh-huh. Any, any trades? Anybody thinking about any type of trades on wide receiver? I know everybody's kind of pushing. I've seen all this on Twitter. Everybody's asking about trades, trades, trades. Do y'all guys, okay, yes or no, elaborate on this? This is my question asking you all, okay, because I asked my guys last night, okay, do we trade for a wide receiver or a different position? If we do, why do we and why not? Uh, I think we stick with as is. I, I think what we said, we have too many young guys. Uh, we've invested a lot in draft picks uh, as far as the second round picks with Sky Moore, the money we spent on MVS, um, the time we've given to Justin Ross as far as developing him last year and then bringing him on this year. I think we have too much investment with, with the with the young guys. to. I think we need to stick with as is. And then also the Andy Reid playbook factor. Unless we trade for McCall Harmon. That's the only guy I could see us trading for, but I don't think it's going to move the needle. Um, as far as uh, what people expect from our wide receivers. Uh, but I don't think we make any moves. I think a trade for McCool Harbin would probably make people more mad than not doing a trade at all. Cause it's like, it's almost saying like, Hey, we're, we're acting like we're trying to upgrade our team, but are we really upgrading our team? Like I don't want McCool Harbin taking away targets from rice. I don't want him taking away targets from Tony. I don't want to take targets from Ross. So like, I, like I said earlier, I just don't think, I don't think they're the problem at this point. Um, I just think there's 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 too many problems to go around. If there was if Mahomes was playing on point and Andy Reid was calling perfect plays, and then the receivers were the only problem, sure, then I'd say okay, yeah, we need it's glaring what we need. But guys aren't getting enough opportunity. Mahomes is missing balls, like you said. Andy Reid's being way too friggin' cute. Um, I, I I just I don't I just don't agree with it unless there's a good opportunity out there and. You know, if Tampa was playing worse, maybe Evans would be available. But, you know, that's not just a simple fact is they played really well in the first, you know, six, five weeks of the season. So that they're they're in contention. They're not going to trade anybody. And the only other guy I can maybe see would be like someone that you want to bring up D-Hop again and in case the Tennessee falls apart. But, you know, they, they I, I don't I don't see that happening. So, you know, you still want Judy after last night? <laughs> 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 well, they were trying to shop. It's a fire sale. It's going to be a fire sale. They try to shop these jokers around. Like, please yeah. get these guys off my hands. Sean Payton's going, man, when I'm telling you, he's trying to clean house. He's he's bringing a broom and he's pushing guys out of there. Believe me, that's yeah. what it's going to be. Uh, Frank Clark waved this morning, by the way, officially. Yeah. Oh, well. Hey. May, may, may you see a. Uh, uh, Revision of uh, Frank Clark here in, in KC, but I, I will say this: I do agree with you guys on a wide receiver. I don't think we need to go get a guy. Consensus-wise, you know, I'm talking to my boy. There's about eight of us on there. There was only one request on a trade. Only one guy could come here that they would love, 
Guess who it is? Kyle Pitts, tight end? Nope. Offense or defense? Offense, of course. Wide receiver. Just one guy. Oh, man. I help you out. Tyler Lockett, 16. Ah. Bring him home, of course. You know, just. Yep. <laughs> so, boys, man, we had late, man. That's <laughs> so. I love Tyler Lockett. In the I don't think that's like, even that crazy. Um, mm. They have JSN. They have Metcalf. I don't, you know, I don't. I mean, I don't say they don't have a need for Lockett, but I don't really think, yeah, I, at this point, he's as ex- expendable as expendable can be on a team. I don't think they necessarily are like, what would we do without Lockett? They, they pretty much drafted a guy who can just kind of fill in for him right yeah. now. So, yeah, I, I don't. that's actually not that crazy. Not crazy. Uh, is, is his name popping up in, like, trade rumors a lot? No, it's just all no. yeah, from, yeah, from, just, you know, from the boys. That's the hard wish list. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's all you know, all the Kansas City guys, man. We watch him, you know, grew him up, you know, so we watch him, you know, grow. Yep. Yeah, I, I would, I would definitely love that. <laughs> yeah, MVS and a and a six round pick for uh, Tyler Lockett. We'll, we'll do that. Oh man, <laughs> clean swap right there. I think the contracts almost matched too. <laughs> I love how you throw the sixth in there as like a sweet, and you're like next. <laughs> <laughs> Deep oh, threat in a sixth. All right, guys. Well, um, so JD now will be uh, back on our, our Chief Concerns channel on Monday for the Monday morning tight end show. And then Wednesday, we'll be back on Bleacher Report for uh preview for week seven against the Los Angeles Chargers. Mm. All right, guys. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We'll see you next time. Appreciate you guys, man. Love okay. you, man. Love Thank you, guys. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.